So you've managed to create your dream life, but you're beginning to notice that something is still missing. You have the career, you got the bag, but now you don't have anyone to share it with romantically. You've tried the dating apps, but you're noticing you keep getting the same outcome. Men find you attractive, but for some reason, they never commit to making you their wife. Becoming a wife takes more than just a pretty face and a home-cooked meal. You've got to heal your traumas, learn to communicate effectively, and embody feminine energy. On this podcast, I'm helping you look deeper than just using external tactics to find a man. Hi, I'm Delencia, a dating and confidence coach for women of color. Hang with me, and I'll put you on the path to becoming wifey material. Let's do this. Happy fall and welcome back to the podcast. So glad that you're here. And of course, happy to see you investing in yourself and your learning as you grow on this journey to becoming wifey material and calling in your future husband. I have had such a great past few days and I've been really, really excited to make this episode for you because I don't know if many people know this, or I'm sure that a lot of people know this, but for whatever reason, I did not have the realization that December 9th, which is my birthday, is still fall and not winter. Like I grew up my entire life thinking that I was a winter baby. And then maybe a couple years ago, I realized that I was a fall baby. So now that we are officially into fall, I'm excited because I'm like, oh, it's my birthday season. How exciting. So little tidbit of information for you, for those of you who are thinking, December, cold, it's winter. Not all of December is actually in the winter time. So we've got fall, which is my favorite season of the year, taking us from now, end of September-ish, all the way through like mid-December, right before Christmas holidays, okay? So it's, it's a great time of year. Lots of fun things are happening. You're probably going to see your family more. You've got holidays. You've got football, sports, like all of the things. And I'm not complaining. That's all I'm saying. And, and in honor of what is going on with the season, we are doing a fall reset podcast today. And it's going to be a goodie. So hear me out. If you might not have been thinking this before, but I believe that fall is the best time to meet someone. Let, let's paint the picture, why don't we? The weather's perfect for those cozy moments, you know, it's getting a little breezier, those thick, chunky blankets, the sweater weather, the hot chocolate, like all of those things are starting to make its way into season. Fall fashion is perfect for that classy and timeless attire like there's no pressure to feel like you got to show a little skin because what's in style right now when it gets fall you've got trench coats you've got sweaters you've got you know lovers like all of the things that I personally love like I am someone who's cold natured and so even in the middle of the summer I'm the person that's like oh and I want to bring a jacket with me and it's going to ruin my outfit because all of the outfits right now are geared towards showing a little bit more skin. And I'm like, I, I just want something that covers everything because I want to be cozy and comfortable. Like that's my vibe. And fall screams that. So I get so excited about fall fashion. And then on top of all of that, what a man does during the holidays can tell you a lot about him. So if you are getting to know someone and they're getting a little bit more distant as the holidays come around, mm, red flag. 
you know something is up. If you are getting close to the holidays and you realize this person hasn't mentioned his family once and you are a very family-oriented person, that can bring up a very helpful conversation for you to get into so you can better understand who he is and what it is that you are stepping into. Because when you get married, you're not just marrying the person, like you're also marrying their family and you've got to know what all is going to come along with that. So in addition to all of that, I am personally biased because I met my boyfriend in the fall of 2020. Fun fact. So almost three years ago, it was December 2020. I've told this story a billion times on the podcast, but yeah, almost three years ago we met. I loved it because it was also a time when we both had a lot of time off from work. So, you know, I was a teacher when all of this was going on. So those extra Thanksgiving, hol- well, not Thanksgiving, but <laughs> the extra time during Christmas um, just really allowed us to connect more frequently and to get to know each other better. I was less stressed at work because everything was in the midst of, you know, winding things down and preparing for the next year. Um, We weren't in the the midst of all of the hype of what was going on in work. Now, not everybody's industry is like that. A lot of people, it's the end of the fiscal year. And so maybe y'all are a little more stressed at work. But for me, it was it was prime time. And so I just want to offer to you that you might be, you know, on the brink of the best time of the year, the best time for you personally, the best time to meet someone. And if you want to keep that in mind, this is going to be the best episode. Like if you were thinking, hmm, maybe Delancia, you have a point. I might want to try this. Then I'm going to suggest that you go ahead and pull out your journal right now, get ready to take some notes. And I'm going to teach you what it looks like to have a fall reset so that you can be prepared to meet your boo in the next few months. Y'all with me on that? Okay. So there are a few things that I want you to pay attention to. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, six categories that I'm going into. All right. The first of which is your mindset. Now, remember, I told you to pull out your journal because I'm going to offer a lot of questions to you. All right. Um, I'm a coach. I'm great at questions. I love asking people questions and allowing you to find the answers within yourself based off of where I'm directing you via questions. So just know that this is not just like a take the information and implement episode. Know that this is like a, let me take this, ponder it and figure out how I'm going to implement it into my life kind of episode. You're going to do this with me. I'm not doing it for you. All right. So one question that I want you to consider, maybe journal on this for a few minutes if you have a moment or make a moment rather, um, is what do you think about men? You know, what's going on up there in your noggin about men? When you think about men, is that bring up great feelings for you? Does it bring up excitement and warmth and love? Does it bring up hatred or frustration you know, anger, any of those things like that. If it's not bringing up something that you believe is going to be helpful for you to find your future husband or not to find, but to attract your future husband and have a healthy relationship with him, that's going to be something that you want to work on during this little fall reset here, right? If you notice that when you think about men, that you actually get very frustrated and you can feel that bubbling up in your core and you know that that's like, you think about them, you're like, oh, I don't want anything to do with him. 
that's going to be something to work on. We're going to have to practice some new beliefs. And when I say practice, that's what I really mean. Oftentimes for me, when I know that I need to work on a new belief that's going to be more supportive of the goals that I have for my life, I'll write out the new beliefs. I will repeat them over and over again. I'll go back to them and practice thinking them. I'll I'll think them in my brain and then practice what that would feel like in my body if I really felt that way so that I can get to the point where it's second nature for my brain. All right. That's what you want to do if some of these thoughts you're coming up with, some of the answers to these questions are not exactly where you want to be. All right. Okay. Next question. What do you think about your life? I always tell people that whenever you are out there wanting to attract your future husband, that you need to not be in a a lack mindset. You need to be in an abundance mindset, this mindset of like, oh my gosh, I love my life. My life is so great. Every single time I am out and about and I get approached by men, it's always when internally I'm like, oh my gosh, I love my life. Things are going so well. Like I'm going to mention this later on in the episode, but yesterday I got approached by someone and it was right after this yoga class that I took. And my energy was very much like, oh my gosh, I love this so much. I met some great women. I want to do this all of the time. It never fails. When I am in that energy, that is when I meet people. Okay. So I want you to ponder, do you love your life? Are there some adjustments that need to be made so that you can love your life? Um, Are you already where you need to be? Okay, next question. What do you think about the possibility of meeting someone? When you think about that, are you like, oh yeah, done, it's gonna happen, I'm meeting someone this fall? Or are you like, eh, I don't know, maybe not. I mean, it could happen for other people, but it's probably not gonna happen for me. You know, where are you at with that? And if it's not something that you believe is going to be helping you meet your future husband, then we're going to practice a new belief, okay? Um, And in addition to that, I'm going to throw you a caveat because the next question is, what do you think about the possibility of not meeting someone, all right? And this is, might sound like it's going to contradict itself at first, but I want to explain it for you. So, Whenever you're thinking about the possibility of meeting someone, where I want you to be is in this sense of certainty. Like, yeah, it's going to happen. I don't need to think about it. I don't need to worry about it. Like, it's just going to happen. But at the same time, I also want you to be thinking, but if for some reason it didn't, then I'm still good. Like, I'm just going with the flow. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen. I'm not trying to make it happen necessarily. I'm just like, oh yeah, that's going to happen. I'm doing what I need to do. I'm you know, in my good energy, I'm loving my life. It's just going to happen, right? And you're not attached or not feeling desperate by this idea of it not happening. Because one of the key mindsets that I always teach my clients is this we'll see energy. So if you were in this, like, I want it to happen so bad, it has to happen, da, 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 da. Then when you meet someone, you're in this desperate, controlling energy, trying to make it happen, getting super frustrated if this first person is not the right person. But if you have this certainty that it will happen, even if it's not the first person, you know it's gonna happen at some point, and you're not pressed, you're not stressed, you're just going with the flow, trusting that however it needs to happen, it will happen, whether it's the first person or the 15th person or the 100th person, then you can remain and will see energy, which is the idea that you're saying, when you meet someone, you're like, oh, hmm, he seems nice, we'll see. Oh my gosh, he's starting to check all the boxes. We've been talking for, you know, two months now. We'll see. Do you understand? When you meet someone, the first person that you meet, the first person that stops you after that yoga class and ask for your number, 
I don't want you to be thinking, oh my gosh, is this the one? It happened so fast. Lindsay was right. No, I want you to be thinking, oh, hmm, interesting. I know it's going to happen at some point, so maybe it's him. Maybe it's not. I'm not stressed either way. We'll see. Okay? And with that brings the last question for your mindset, which is, what do you think about going with a flow and releasing control? Staying in that feminine energy. A lot of times I work with clients who say that they want to go with the flow and release control. But when you listen to them, really, they're trying to, you know, perfectly curate every aspect of their dating life. And and they're trying to control the person, trying to get them to like them. I often get questions like, how do I make sure that he likes me? How do I make sure that he stays around? You know, and when I hear that as a coach, I'm thinking, oh, you're still trying to control the situation. I don't want you to control it. I want you to show up as the best version of yourself. I want you to take care of yourself. I want you to be prioritizing your wellness, your mindset, um, your mental health, like all of those things. I want you to be, you know, in the right environment or like giving yourself opportunities to meet people. But at the end of the day, I want you to be thinking, hmm, we're just going with the flow. We'll see what happens. Oh my gosh, I'm here at this event. Maybe there's a cute guy here. Maybe there's not. We'll see. I'm just hanging out, loving my life you know, not trying to control anything, not trying to force anything. That's where I want you to live. All right. So the first part of this fall reset is going to be your mindset. Ponder some of these questions, journal about them, see where you are, see what you need to practice living into. All right. And then we're going to go to the next piece, which is wellness. All right. So there are a few key things, few key questions that I want you to ponder for yourself when it comes to your wellness. First is, are you familiar with your cycle and how each of the phases contribute to your emotions, your hunger levels, your energy levels, etc.? Ladies, this was mind-blowing information for me when I started to realize you know, how each part of my cycle, my luteal, my follicular, my ovulation, my menstruation phase, like how all of those played into where things would be for me at different parts of the month. Men, their hormone cycles, 24 hours. Women, our hormone cycle is a month long, somewhere around a month long. It can fluctuate day by day um, from woman to woman. For some, it's going to be closer to 28. For some, it's going to be closer to 31 and things like that. But when you know what is going on with your cycle, you can know, oh my gosh, I'm really ticked off by a lot of people, but that's because I'm moving into the latter end of my luteal phase or my menstruation phase. And I know that my hormones are, you know, screaming right now and um, all of those different types of things. When you are working on your like physical fitness, you can note to yourself like, oh my gosh, last week I was on it. I was going to boxing classes. I was doing all these things. And this week I just feel so much more tired. And instead of getting on to yourself, you can know, oh my gosh, I'm in my luteal phase. My energy is starting to deplete. This makes so much sense you know, or, you know, if you're in your ovulation phase and you feel like you're on top of the world, you know, not to say like, oh, let me go plan and do this exact workout or, or have this exact same schedule for the rest of the month and think that you're going to be able to stick to it because your energy levels are going to shift and you don't want to base what you're able to do and what you desire to do in your ovulation phase. You don't want to, you know, base everything off of that because it's not going to be the same for you, you know, eight days later, right? 
So I want you to ponder, what do you know about your cycle? What do you know about the phases that you're in? Do you know when you're on your ovulation phase? Do you know when you're in your follicular phase? Do you know when you're in your luteal phase? All of those different types of things. And I will I will say, if you are on birth control, a lot of these things won't be entirely accurate for you because that messes with your hormones. But I came off birth control um, about a year ago, and it has been so eye-opening to really get to know my body. So if that's a journey that you want to go on, feel free to DM me and ask me about it. But there are so many people that talk about this online. There's research, there's books, there's so many different things. If you want me to do a podcast episode on all of the resources that I've looked into, you can let me know that as well. And I'd be happy to it because it's honestly, it feels like This is the education that we should have gotten in our seventh grade health class when we had to go learn about, you know, sex and bodies and all of those different types of things. Um, This is what should have happened, and it didn't, and it was a huge miss. Um, But we are adults, and we can make our own decisions, and we can take it upon ourselves to learn about this stuff now, all right? Okay, so also when it comes to your wellness, I want you to think about how are you feeding yourself? You know, what are you putting inside of your body? Is it stuff that fuels you, that gives you high energy, that nourishes your body and allows your allows you to heal and have good digestion and um, be kind to your gut and all of those things? Or are you feeding yourself stuff that makes you crash 10 minutes after you eat it? Um, that's making your body potentially pack on weight that you aren't desiring to pack on, right? Sometimes we need to gain weight. Sometimes we need to lose weight. We need to do all of these different types of things. But is whatever happening inside of your body, what you're intending to happen, what you're wanting to happen, is that what's beneficial for your health? Okay. I want you to take a look at that. All right. And if it's not in alignment with where you want to be, how can you make some adjustments over the next few weeks? I don't need you to do everything at once, but 1% better every day. How can you just make a tiny step in the, in the right direction this fall? Okay. Now, another question that you want to ask yourself is how are you moving your body? I told y'all, I think I told y'all on the last episode, I hurt my shoulder or I was going through a, a injury and, you know, up until that point, I feel like a lot of the time when I think about working out, I'm thinking primarily about aesthetics, but this 30 year old loving body of mine has quickly shown me that I need to prioritize function, mobility, health, in addition to just aesthetics. All right. So Yes, I am one that enjoys working out. I love to move my body, but like, how am I stretching? Am I stretching in a way that allows my joints and my ligaments to have a healthy, long life, right? Or am I just, you know, going and doing workouts that don't honor my body and don't really honor what I need in my body's limitations, right? Am I paying attention to those things? So ask yourself, how are you moving your body? Are you moving your body? And are you moving your body in a way that is healthy for you? All right. This could look different for everyone, right? But you do, everyone does need to be moving their body in some way for health purposes. Okay. Another question that you can ask yourself is how are you recovering from moving your body, all right? So you can go out there, you can pound the pavement and you can go run a marathon and do all of those things. But if you are not recovering, then you will find yourself in a position where you just get hurt, 
where you hurt yourself. And that's not fun because then you got to take time off. Then you can't do the things that you want to do, right? It's more hassle than it's worth, okay? So I want you to ask yourself, how are you recovering? If you're working out, are you doing active recoveries? Are you stretching? Like, what does that look like for you? What does your body need? This is really an episode where I'm challenging you to check in with yourself and see what you need, okay? On that same vein, I want you to ask yourself how you're sleeping. Are you getting your eight hours or your seven hours, your nine hours, depending on what your body needs? There are plenty of ways that you can track this as well. I don't currently have a aura ring, but I know lots of people that do that love that. Um, and so maybe that's something that you look into to start tracking your sleep and seeing how you're you're sleeping. There's a few other things that I've heard of that I haven't done much research on that also go into like how you are sleeping. So maybe that's something that you can look into for yourself. Um, And then after you ask yourself how you're sleeping, also ask yourself how you're hydrating. Now, I, I don't, yeah, I am not always the best at hydrating myself, but I've got this nice water bottle with the straw in front of me that is a game changer because I find I drink so much more water when something has a straw in it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's from my flight attendant days where I would sit in the back galley with a can of water and a straw coming out of it and I could chug the whole thing in like five seconds. Um, And I would just, you know, drink so much water when I was doing that. But if I have to like open it up and pour it back and like do all of the things or worry about it falling over in my bag that's not going to work for me. I need something that I can close. It's not going to spill and that has a straw. So I can just sit there casually and like get all of my hydration in. And also know that water is not the only way to hydrate yourself. I've been doing a lot of research on all the things wellness. I'm a nerd in that way. And finding that sometimes your body needs something. You, you need water, but sometimes you need some other nutrients in that water to help you hydrate. So um, think about things like that and to see if you're actually getting properly hydrated. All right. And let me know, guys, would y'all be interested in me having someone on the podcast to kind of go and do some deep dives into like all of the wellness things? Like I am a nerd about wellness. I love wellness. I'm always doing my own research. But at the end of the day, I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm not a functional medicine doctor. I'm not a personal trainer. Um, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not any of those things. I am just an avid wellness junkie. (laughs) And so I like to share what I learn. But if you would be interested in me having like a guest on the podcast to go into some of those things, let me know. We can make that happen. All right. After you consider your wellness, I want you to take a look at your personal style. All right. I want you to be asking yourself questions like, do you have clothes that help you feel feminine, confident, and open to running into someone at any time? I always tell all of my clients, this is something that you will hear me say time and time again, dress for first impressions. No matter where you go, I want you to be looking like if you were to run into your future husband right now, you'd be like, oh yes, it's amazing. I feel good about myself. I feel confident. I feel all of those things. I don't want you to feel like, oh gosh, I shouldn't have worn this today. Today of all days. Like, have you ever had that happen? I am originally from Houston. I live in Atlanta now. And 
sometimes I will go back home to Houston and you know when you're traveling sometimes you just want to be cozy and like you don't want to worry about getting all dolled up and things like that and so I'll go to my family's house and I'll you know maybe I'll go run and grab my family food or something like that and I'd be like now now would be the time just because I didn't want to put in the effort now would be the time where I'm going to run into someone from my high school and you know the inner recovering people pleaser in me is like oh gosh they're gonna think I'm like a you know a lame like I've done nothing with my life like I've let myself go or like all of the things because they're gonna see me you know not at my worst but you know just not in a way that I would want to showcase myself to the world if that makes sense and and so I want you to think about that take that into consideration because there's gonna be one day where you are you know it's colder outside and you head to work and you're like, I just don't feel like doing all of the things today. Um, and then after you leave work, you're going to stop by, you're going to get gas. You're going to run into the grocery store real quick. And that'll be the day. That'll be the day where you run into someone that you're like, gosh, I wish I had to put more effort into my appearance today. All right. So consider it, you know, and it doesn't mean that you've got to be a hundred percent dolled up and looking immaculate and wearing ball gowns, but just, do you look presentable? Like if you're coming from work or you're, you know, going to the grocery store, nobody expects you to have, you know, a New York fashion week esque attire on. Nobody expects all of that, but are your clothes, you know, do they fit you? do are they you know ironed or steamed are are they clean (laughs) you know do they match your personal style did you like if it is a bad hair day like I have locks so there are times where you know my my locks just don't give what they need to give I'm not the hippie goddess that I want to be and sometimes they just look like a frizzy mess and I you know People with locks, if that's your thing, you don't care what they look like, go for it, you do you, honey. But for me, I like to look more polished, more sophisticated, more put together. So I am quick to make sure I have my collection of hats that need to go on top of my head whenever my hair is not giving what it needs to give, okay? So consider that as well, all right? Um, In addition to, you know, having clothes that allow you to dress for first impressions that allow you to put your best foot forward. I mean, you'd ask yourself, do your outfits, do the clothes you have, do they fit the environment, the weather, your body type, your color season? Some of this I kind of just mentioned, but when, when I say, does it fit the environment? Like if you're going to the gym, wear workout clothes, like that's what makes sense. You don't need to pop up at the gym and, you know, a mini skirt just because you're trying to dress for first impressions and see if you catch someone on the way into the gym. No, if you're going to the gym, wear gym clothes. Like, that's what would make sense there. Um, Consider the weather. Like, if it's chilly outside, throw on a jacket. It's okay, girl. Like, you can put on a jacket, but... I would love for you to look at your collection of jackets and see if your jackets are also stylish or do they just turn you into like a frumpy marshmallow? You know, maybe something to consider. Um, Your body type. I have done so many different, you know, personal deep dives on the Kibbe body type system, which is K-I-B-B-E, Kibbe. Um, And within that, it'll teach you like what types of things you should dress or what type of clothing and fabric fabrics that you should wear if you have an hourglass figure or if you have um, a classic body type or a natural body type or and it just and if you've never heard of this before don't assume that you know what any of these mean um, 
like pop on YouTube, Google Kibby body types. There's so many people that have done deep dives into this system before and watch a few videos and, and see where maybe you fall. I know a lot of women of color, not all, definitely not all, but a lot of women of color will fall into that romantic body type, which is like the hourglass because a lot of us have curves. I'm not the curviest person in the world. So <laughs> whatever, you know, you know what I mean? Like I'm not the curviest person in the world, but according to the Kibbe system, I also fall in the romantic body type. And so it's important for me to know things like if I wear things that don't have waist definition in them, I will end up looking frumpy because it will take the width across my shoulders and it'll make my whole body look like it's that size. But if I have something with waist definition, it actually gives me more of a feminine silhouette, right? And so for me, it's important to know that. So for you, do a deep dive on your body type and figure out, um, do you need waist definition? Do you need, um, loose flowy fabrics? Do you, um, need some, you know, pants that are wider on the bottom to balance out broader shoulders, things like that. You know, these are all things that can help you learn your style and put your best foot forward. I also mentioned on here, your color season. Um, if you are not familiar with that, you can also, you know, do some deep dive research also let me know if you want me to bring on some more experts and, and interview them and help them give you some insight into all of these different things. But when it comes to your color season, um, we there are those of us that are more have more warm undertones or those of us that have more cool undertones. Some of us have neutral undertones. And knowing what your undertones are can help you understand what colors bring harmony to your personal style and what you're wearing and what colors can actually kind of cast shadows on you and make you look almost sickly. Like for me, I have warm undertones and I, and I know other people that have like warm undertones that if they wear, you know, blacks and whites and and stark colors like that, then it takes, it doesn't look like it goes together, right? Like those two colors are not in harmony. And so it just doesn't allow you to to look your best and, and vice versa. Like someone who is more cool toned, if they're wearing some warmer colors, they can almost look like they're sick when they're wearing them. And so, and something might be just like a little off. Right. And so if you want that wow color, if you want that pop, um, if you want to glow when you meet your future person, like this can be an easy way just by wearing the right colors can be an easy way to look more put together. Even if you're just wearing jeans and a t-shirt, right? So that's something to look into as well. All right. Um, I, okay. Looking at my notes here, sorry for that awkward pause. Um, but in addition to all of the things that I've talked about with your style so far, I also highly recommend that you do, that you do an audit of your closet. So pull out all of your fall clothes, make outfits, see what works together, what doesn't work together, what flatters your body type, what flatters your color season and your um, undertones. And based off of what you come up with, figure out what you need to purge, what you need to add to your closet to make sure you have a more cohesive closet so that it's easy to get up and always dress for first impressions. And yes, I do mean always dress for first impressions. Um, I am a big believer in almost having a uniform, like like having a combination of clothes that's just your go-to. And you know, every time you put that combination of clothing on, even if you have it in a bunch of different colors, that you always feel put together. You always feel confident. Um, you always feel like you 
or a little more sophisticated, even if you didn't really try that hard, but just because you know your body type, you know your color season, you know what works for your body, okay? And, and I hope you're getting the sense that you have some homework. <laughs> I told you, this is gonna, this is, this is an episode that's gonna require you to work, but you know, it's all with the best intentions. It's all with love for you to get that nice fall reset together, all right? So next category we are paying attention to is your maintenance. If you don't already have a schedule, now's the time to go ahead and book those hair appointments, nail appointments, wax appointments, massages, facials, anything that will help you look and feel your best, I want you to go ahead and get that done. And so that way, as you are out dressing for first impressions, putting yourselves in the right environment, you know that you are always put together, right? You know that your hair is done. You know that, you know, you feel good because you've gotten your massages. You know that your skin is on point. You've gotten that facial and, and you have something to look into when it comes to if there's any corrective adjustments that you need to make to your skincare routines. All right. And then in addition to that, audit your daily daily hygiene routines. Like, do you feel like when you go out and about and you've brushed your teeth in the morning and you, but you go out and about and you still feel a little halitosis coming on? Like maybe you need to look into getting a tongue scraper and maybe that's what you need to add to your daily hygiene routine. Um, maybe you notice that you have a job where you are more active and so you get a little sweaty, the pits get a little funky whenever you are um, at work. And so maybe you need to bring a little hygiene bag with you and figure out how you can make sure that you are staying fresh all day long. Maybe you notice that you've had the same skincare routine for years, but you're not releasing any improvements in certain areas that you would like to be improved. And so this is the time to look and to see what you could do a little bit better. All right. Now, it's also time to restock on your signature smell goods, as my dad used to call them. So when you walk out the house, <laughs> this is something my boyfriend says. My boyfriend's always like, oh my gosh, I don't want to walk out the house smelling normal. Like he wants to walk out the house smelling good. And my oh my, does he smell good. But anyways, back to you. That's what we're focusing on right now. What is your signature scent? What can you lean into every day? What can you lean into for those date nights or for those nights where you're going to do something where you might potentially go and meet someone? Or if you do get asked on a date, like what are you going to wear? Have a signature scent because whenever and this is like psychology based, you can create an anchor for a person. So maybe there's someone that you see all of the time. And every time they see you, they think about how good you smell. That smell is going to bring those warm and fuzzies to them. And they're going to have a positive association with you. This might be just the thing that gets, you know, Craig from the marketing department to finally ask you on a date, even though you've seen him every single day for the past three years, right? So highly encourage you. And when you smell good, I don't know about you, but when I smell good, I'm just, I'm like, Ooh, I'm that girl. Like it just gives me an, an extra boost of confidence. And so I want that for you. Get that signature scent, figure out what you need to restock on, what you're going to lean towards grabbing every single day. All right. And then a great way to build the habit of, you know, your hygiene, the smells, the booking, the appointments, all of this stuff that we want to be included in your maintenance. A great way to build this habit is to romanticize your routine so that it feels bougie and luxury and rewarding every single time. Like I am the queen of, I'm not drinking right now, but I'm the queen of like going to grab a glass of wine while I do my skincare. You know, you have the steamer there to do your facial steaming, you have your glass of wine, 
you know, maybe you have a few snacks or you just feel like you're at a spa at home, right? This doesn't have to, you don't have to go book a $300 facial somewhere. Like I have a routine that I do at home that cost me zero point zero zero dollars. Okay. Um, and so think about that. Like, how can you just make it feel elevated? How can you make it so that you look forward to this so that it's not a chore, but this is like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to do my like bath ritual on a Friday night. Like I, I can't wait for it. Okay. So think about write down, you know, you're, you're taking notes, right? I told you to take notes. So think about how you can add that into your, your routine. Think about how you can elevate it, make it fun, make it memorable, make it pleasurable. All right. You deserve pleasure. All right. The next category that I want you to take a look at is your environment. Take a look at where you spend most of your time. As the temperature drops, you might be tempted to stay in, get under the blankets, binge some Netflix, But this is actually the perfect time to, you know, go out to ice skating rinks and pumpkin patches and costume parties. Like there's so many fun things that happen during the fall. Like go to a sports game. I went to LSU. Tailgating is huge at LSU. So maybe this is the time where you do go back to your school's homecoming and and see who you run into. Not without being the entire purpose, but you know, if you run into someone, great. We love that for you. All right. So keep that in mind. And don't just think that because the men you like might not be at the event that you go to, that it's not worth it. All right. I was telling y'all earlier, I went to a free public yoga class last night. And while in that class, there weren't any single men, I did get approached as I was leaving the men and headed to my car. Right. And so in that moment, be thinking like, if I go somewhere like a yoga class or um, a wine tasting or like whatever it is, a, a restaurant that you really love, a Pilates class, if you go somewhere in an environment where it's connected to other places, like in a shopping strip or, or um, something like that, then you might just run into someone that you want to get to know while you are out doing what you love. All right. So never just cross it out the, off the list entirely because you think, oh my gosh, like I no guy is going to be in Pilates. So why should I book this Pilates class? Well, because the Pilates class might be next door to a coffee shop where this entrepreneur, business owner, CEO dude happens to be grabbing coffee and taking a meeting before he, you know, heads home or something like that. You just never know who you're going to run into. Or, and I tell my clients this too, maybe you meet a fun girly in class and she, her brother's single or her coworker is single or well, somebody that she knows is single and maybe she introduces you. You just never know how those connections are going to be made. All right. And speaking of the girly that might be in your Pilates class, the last category that I want you to pay attention to is the wing woman. Now, I don't expect you to go everywhere alone. I I will tell people all the time, like, you need to get out of the house, get off the couch, do all these things. And I will also tell people that you're more likely to get approached if you're by yourself than if you are like with a gang of women um, running around town. But I know that not every single place that you want to go to, you're going to want to do it by yourself. And that's, that's okay. But As you go to these places, I want you to be thinking about the events that you want to go to and consider who you could go with because this girl, this woman, this beautiful queen needs to fall under some some parameters, 
some, she needs to meet some criteria <laughs> in order to go with you. All right. So I recommend choosing a friend to be your wing woman, someone who is, you know, your biggest fan. She really wants to hype you up. She's really there for you and wants to see you succeed, wants to see you find love, all of the things, but who isn't also seeking a future husband. So this is sometimes what I see. Two women will go out and they will both be looking for love. And so now this person isn't fully focused on finding the person for you or introducing you to someone. She's looking for someone for herself and maybe I'll have a similar type. And now there's a bit of competition there that's a little unnecessary, right? And so I just don't want you to put yourself in that situation where there's any essence of a competition. I want you to put in yourself in places where you know that that person is there for you. And maybe when you find your person, you will do the same thing for someone else in the future. But right now, I want you to figure out who's that, you know, married friend, that married coworker, that person who's already in a healthy, loving, long-term relationship, you know, your girlfriend that just got engaged, that is all hyped up, hyped up on lovey-doveyness, and it just can't wait to see you do the same. That's the person that I want you to pick. This way, she can focus on supporting you and not competing with you. All right. Okay. I know I went over a lot. Let me just recap the categories that I want you to focus on your mindset, your wellness, your style, your maintenance, your environment, and your wing woman. Okay. You've got some homework. You can do this. Fall is a glorious season to meet your future person. But I want you to remember that it's all based on essentially becoming the best version of yourself. And as you're on this journey and as you're creating opportunities for yourself, you will start to see that things fall into place. But keep that we'll see energy because if it's not happening right away, that's okay. You know that it will happen and you're not worried. You're not stressed. You're just going with the flow, releasing control and loving every minute of enjoying your life. All right, my loves? Hopefully this was super helpful for you. If you've got any questions, if you've got anything you want me to talk about on a future episode, don't hesitate to DM me and I'm sending you all the love this fall. And we will chat again soon. Bye.